Hey, what's happening there, my friends? It's friggin' the 20th of July, 2020. Holy shit, how is that possible? Rami's Indian Deli has no traffic there. Usually there's three or four or five cars in that parking lot picking up everything from scratch-offs and lottery tickets to the Daily News and an elaborate hookah pipe, rolling paper, whatever the fuck, uh, energy drinks. I used to get a monster there in my busy days. I would go in there to Rami's Indian Deli and get some, uh, oh, look at this guy hauling ass. That's freaking motoring, taking that corner. Um, maybe it's because it's so goddamn hot out right now. It says 95 degrees. New text message from Tracy O'Neill. Oh, my friend Shaq. She's the best. <clears throat> Boosted my spirits. Upped my morale that I have some good friends listening in to my daily stream of consciousness here. Couldn't hang my head out here. Usually I like to say, ha! My friend Coop. She'd be sitting on her... The Coop stoop. She'll be sitting out there with her husband, Chuck, on such a beautiful night. Of course, it's hot as bizalls out there right now. So, no coop on the stoop. But yeah, I like to hear it when uh, the people are listening in, that they find me listenable. You know, that this is something that uh, you would tune into, so I try to keep it interesting, right? So, a couple things, all right? First of all, I'm heading home from the office. It's hot as balls out right now. Beautiful evening otherwise. Busy, rewarding day at the office. A lot of wonderful people to take care of. Still in a pandemic. Still a shit show 2020. I came up with this concept last night. Late at night, maybe 11 o'clock-ish, I come up with these ideas. And... Uh, t-shirt or a slogan on a t-shirt something like that this would just be 2020 with a cockroach kind of peering over like a really nice cartoony jovial cockroach because you know cockroaches right they're going to be the big joke is that they'll be the only life form left after the apocalypse so just a little funny cockroach smiling, waving on top of the uh, the numbers 2020. Like I was there, and the cockroaches say I was there. Like a little funny uh, fucking poke fun at our reality this particular year. I'll tell you what, it's a ghost town. Ain't shit going on out in society right now. It is 7.30. Not even a cockroach scurrying around. But wouldn't that be neat? Think of a little friggin' cartoony cockroach peering over the numbers 2020. <clears throat> so that's something that came I dreamt up last night. I also uh, was listening to a little Alan Watts. I've been going back and forth trying to entertain myself uh, late at night. 
vicinity 10, 11, 12. That's the witching hour for old Dr. Drill. Just because during the day, and I've mentioned this before, correct me if I'm wrong, you're so busy, you're so, you know, frantic trying to get all your responsibilities squared away that you need some time for just yourself. So, good time to fuck around and seek wisdom or seek something completely recreational, that's that hour for me. Kids are asleep, work is done for the day, checks are deposited, I'm going to watch some podcasts or I'm going to listen to something. So, a little guilty pleasure, I have to admit, I did uh, download the new Mary Trump audiobook, whatever the hell that's called. Uh, but basically, uh, so I've been going back and forth with that. Now, I don't like to, it's not like a bedtime story about how fucked up our president is. I don't, I don't like to turn my attention to shit like that at the end of the day. I'd rather turn my attention to something positive. So I went from that and to, uh, uh, Alan Watts lecture. This guy is fucking out of this world, man. If you've ever never listened to Alan Watts. He's the most prolific orator, speaker, uh, philosopher that's imaginable. You know, he's just inspiring and brings me to a happy place. So he was talking about how with religion, he's not necessarily downing religion, but he's saying that religious people tend to be like zealots. They tend to be like, oh, everything is light. Everything is good. Uh, the world is, you know, it's okay, I know where I'm going after I die, all this stuff. And whatever you want to believe, that's cool. But he's saying, if you, he, he made a point, and I hope I can come across with it as well as he did, he, which I can't. He, he says, essentially, that if you were so sure, so certain of that, that everything is love and light, and everything is cool, and don't worry, because hereafter, you know... We're going to go to heaven and we're going to see all our deceased relatives and all that shit. If we were so sure of that, we wouldn't be talking about it as much as we do. It's almost like we need to sell it, most of all, to ourselves. And he was saying, like, you know, when nature does its thing, uh, when the sun rises or a bird's, the birds chirp early in the morning, hey, fuck face, go ahead and step on it, turd. your ass moving. So, uh, he says, you know, like a bird chirps or the sun rises or sets, it's just beauty. It just all, you don't say, have to say anything or even describe it. You just experience it and it is, and it's wonderful. I thought that that was wonderful to listen to that. All right. Back to Mary Trump's book. All right. It's actually sad in a way. And I've heard others say that they had read excerpts and uh, sounds like she's got a PhD in psychology or something so she's no slouch plus she grew up with these clowns it sounds like they're just a very pathologic family now my family's got it we're fucked up in a lot of ways but I was never hurting for um, attention love I mean nothing is perfect we're all flawed individuals right so I can complain about my 
childhood a little bit at least, and they say that a lot of our psychological dysfunctions are rooted in childhood, right? Um, nature versus nature, nature versus nurture, all that shit. But this guy sounds like he was essentially raised to be a sociopath. No emotions, no failure, no, uh, you know, suck it up, you know, don't make an ass out of me, son, shit like that. His dad sounds like he was fucked up, and of course there was, there were, he was very successful, and kind of like realty tycoons, you know, people that were successful in their own right, somebody was, Fred Trump, and then, um, got his, you know, contributions, all the sons or whatever were supposed to follow in his footsteps and support the business, and the one son, I guess, the Mary Trump's father, he didn't want to do that, he didn't like it, he didn't have the stomach for it, maybe he wasn't successful or good at it, I don't know, but she, he wanted to be an airline pilot, so he was, and he saw that there were other things out there other than this realty tycoon shit, which was often, you know, developing sometimes shady stuff, and it sounded like Donald was just completely cut out for that, he was like a cutthroat, uh, you know, he was like a temple of his father, and maybe worse, so, uh, the negative aspects of him, anyway, I mean, it, you almost feel a little guilty poking around somebody else's family, because we all have this sort of thing, I guess the gravity of it wouldn't be so significant if this guy wasn't running our society, you know, we all know that fucked up people who, uh, and we know that they've, it's the result of traumas they might have experienced growing up, I know people like that, you know, I think we're all damaged like that a bit, but this guy is like the poster child for damage, shit rolling downhill, you know, like, it's all in our lap now, so I feel bad for him, and I wish that he wasn't that way, and I hope that we all hope that that, uh, that family dysfunction lineage thing, you notice that trait that you might have in your family where everybody's like that, your mom and dad were like that, so you're like that, and it trickles down. Um, the notion that we can break that spell, right? That we can end that dysfunction. Like... This is not, this stops at me sort of thing. Um, I don't know. The guy's just a fucking shit bird, you know? He's, he's ours to deal with. And, uh, we're seeing it every day. We're seeing it every day. How he's just a, a shit show. So, uh, I've read a little bit of that. I've listened to it. She's a very good speaker, a very good writer. Uh, I'm sure that the things that she's saying are are true, you know. And I'm not really interested in the gory details or even listening too much more. But again, she doesn't seem to be like out to get the guy. She's just kind of saying, "All right, nobody else is speaking up. I got to tell you, this is why he is the way he is." and feel bad for him, but not too bad because he's driving our country into the ground. Not to get, the politics will end there, okay? Um, This is kind of interesting. I was talking to somebody uh, earlier 
about movies, and I've I've shared some movies previously that I'm trying the kids like, all right, what are we gonna watch tonight? Got some time, we'll watch a good movie tonight. So we watched One Crazy Summer. That was a very good movie to re-experience, and the kids thought it was funny. Got Bobcat Goldthwait, you got uh, uh, John Cusack, uh, Demi Moore, even other, you know, it was other cast members. It was very good. It was still funny. Other things, we watched Big Trouble in Little China the other day. I still found it humorous and funny, but it's so cheesy 80s, it's not, it's disgusting. It's, it's, I think a must see, but really bad, really cheesy. How can you not love uh, Kurt Russell, though? How can you not love um, a chick from Sex and the City? She was in there. It was it was good, but it was everybody looked at me. I think my wife said and she offended me. She said that's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that sucks, man. It sucks when you remember something because that memory of the movie is saved with the times, you know, it's like, oh, I remember watching this growing up, and it was so cool, and, you know, look, it's funny, these three guys, and the one, he does thunder, and he's hitting people with electrical bolts, and the other one, he does something with the spinny knives on his hands, and the other guy uh, inhales and, and blows himself up, and finally commits Harry Carey like that because his master died. Uh, and Jack Burton, hey, yeah, Pork Chop Express, you just tune into the Pork Chop Express. You know, Jack Burton, you ever walk into a dark alley and you run into trouble there? You got a seven foot freak who's mean business. You just talk to good old Jack Burton, you look him in the eye. You know what I mean? So, that was a. Uh, I'm glad we watched it together, but it sucked. Uh, remind me when we watched The Never Ending Story, something that I grew up watching. And anybody who grew up in the 80s remembers it so well. And it sucked, you know. Another movie called Crawl, which I'm sure is fucking equally bad. That might even been early 80s, 70s, even horrible sci-fi thriller, sci-fi movie. Um, so I'm looking for other movies. We want to watch Over the Top. I told you a while back we watched uh, Rocky and here... Shit, we got Philadelphia 30 miles down the road. We've got, uh, you know, Underdog Story that launched so many, you know, the city, pride of Philly, Rocky statue on the art museum steps, uh, Stallone, you know, just he's an icon. Stupid, fucking crooked-faced, short shit, bodybuilding, grandpa, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, what am I, a bum? Everybody's a bum in, in Rocky 1. Hey, what do you call me, a bum? You're something, nothing but a bum. Hey, hey Paulie, what do you Paulie's uh, abusing his sister. Hey, you gonna? You should go out with him. Go out with Rocky. Go out with Rocco. Well, you gonna work in a pet store all your fucking life? Did he pop your cherry? You're no longer a virgin. I'm like, holy shit. Talk about, like, different times. The misogyny, the idiocy, uh, the bums, hey, you know. It's fucking, it's bad television. It's, it sounds sacrilegious to, say, sacrilegious to say that, but 
the movie's a bum, you know? So I like to watch over the top because I just remembered fondly. It's stupid. It's funny. I hate the little kid that is like the co-star, you know. Here's a here's a good idea. Take your take a uh, Lincoln Hawk. You know, well, please, my ex-husband. I you know I know we never got along, and you, my father hates you, and I'm rich, and you're poor, and you drive a truck, and why don't you take your son and uh, drive him across the country to meet us in California from New York, and pick him up in your truck. I think that'd be a great experience. You guys should get to know each other. Okay. All right. All right. It's like a switch. Turn around. Let's stop at this, uh, let's stop at this fucking, uh, truck, truck stop. Well, uh, you know, I'm wrestling for money, you know what I'm saying? Kid was like the biggest dickhead bastard ever. There's that, um, passed by an ice cream truck. There's been this industrious young people driving around. Ice cream trucks. Remember back in the day, they'd pull in, all the kids would scurry and chase with their BMX bikes and flag the ice cream man or woman down, Italian ices, Choco Tacos, Fat Frogs, Bubble Tape, um, Big League Chew, Candy Cigarettes, push-up pops, uh, like the rocket pops with the, um, like a popsicle with lemon, blueberry, and cherry all in one. They look better than they tasted. That's not what this ice cream truck is like, but it brings me back. Once again, you're endeared to those times, to those experiences from back in the day, and now you're 45 years old. And you look in the mirror, and every fucking nose hair in your nostril is gray. And you fix people's backs for a living, and your back hurts, consequently. And your idea of of chilling out and doing something for yourself is <clears throat> sitting on the couch with your dog or carving wood with a chainsaw. Just, you know, it's the memories. The memories are soothing. But it's, they're saved with that time. That zeitgeist is the term. I've used that phrase before. It's like the sign of the times, the way things were back then. So anyway, movies, shit like that. Experiencing that, I'm going to try over the top. Let me know if you got any recommendations. Trying to think of what else is going on. It's it was a pretty good day for a Monday. Saw a meme the other day. <clears throat> Mrs. Gulch, fucking w- wicked witch of the West, riding her little bike to try to freaking threaten Dorothy. And it says Monday coming in like, and you got Mrs. Gulch there, fucking bitch. But today was a pretty good day. Not too shabby for a Monday. Like I said, I helped a bunch of people. It always feels good to to help, to render aid to others, to make them feel good. Um, 
tomorrow I gotta <clears throat> accommodate for the end of our semester in my anatomy course. It's like we gotta finish that over the next couple weeks. You know one thing about me? If you know me, then you know it. Listen, I do a lot of shit. I don't I wouldn't change any of that, but it is like it's like my strength and my weakness. I love what I do. I love to be Dr. O. I love to help people. I think I would miss if I had to stop for whatever reason, I would really miss doctoring. If I love teaching. I enjoy the knowledge. I enjoy young people. I enjoy uh, instructing, showing people how to do things, having something that I know about that, that I can share with other people. I love that. I love carving wood. Talking about doing a, an actual chainsaw carving competition this fall in uh, Pennsylvania, out west a little bit. Shippensburg. I got a friend, one of my carving mentor, Sue O'Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully Bird, a.k.a. Sully. She's a British woman who came over when she was 15. Now she's like 50, maybe mid-50s, I don't know. She carves wood. She's a great chainsaw artist. She showed me the way. She was kind enough to, to you know, take interest in me and give me some tips. So she must, she's going to be there. I might be what's called her saw bitch. That is like the individual who goes and gasses up your saws and sharpens chains and does whatever else. Gets coffee. Helps out however possible. Listen, she said it. She said, referred to the position as saw bitch. It's like a gopher. And so since I'm learning, that's kind of like the apprenticed way. So I'm not trying to be fucking, you know, that's another thing. Everybody's so damn sensitive these days. Well, I'm telling you right now, you know me, or you're listening, you're tuning in. The Pork Chop Express, you know what I'm saying? When you go in that, that dark alley and there's a seven-foot-tall freak fuck whose means to means you harm, you just stare them straight in the eye and these poor people taking a walk out their family wonderful family out for a nice ride in the country like nobody ever comes down this road, who the fuck is this jerk talking about the pork chop express stare them right in the eye and say fuck you Jack Burton says so. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, people get so damn sensitive. My friend Sully Bird calls it a saw bitch. And I would be honored to help her and play second fiddle. And, of course, maybe I go up there and compete myself. I might be able to pull it off. But my point is about all the things that I do. I enjoy them, and I think that I would probably go insane if I didn't do all these things. If I didn't have, you know, I do and I do get kind of a charge when people say, oh, well, yeah, this guy does anything he can't do. Well, I, I don't do it because of that, but I do have many interests. 
you know, I had somebody say the other day, oh, there was an interesting article that they, this is so cool, and I knew that you, I looked and I knew, I bet he shared it, because I, I like interesting shit, I like things that make you think, or make you laugh, or make you ponder, I like to do those things myself, so I'm, in order to be, if I'm an interesting guy, as I said before, it's not, it's because I'm interested, I like, I like all these things, I can't imagine, I mean, what do other people do, do they just look at the, uh, watch the news, depress themselves, on a final note there, there's something, I don't know if I, I mentioned this yet, there's something that I learned, a term that I learned from NPR, an article on NPR called doom scrolling. So doom scrolling is when uh, you just get on the news or some sort of negative page and you start, you know, you just, you just negative thing after negative thing. Like this morning, I turned on my, my phone, oh, I turned on my phone and What's staring me in the in the face is there's some judge from uh, New Jersey or New York. She's a Supreme Court justice or some some sort of significant judge or prosecutor. Well, a FedEx guy, some uh, bad guy, disguised as a FedEx driver, shows up to kill her at her house in New Jersey, and her husband answers the door, gets gunned down. He's perhaps near death, hope he survives. Then her son, who's like a college student, comes up, see what's going on. They kill him, shoot him through the heart. She's down in the basement or was hiding in some capacity. So then I think I saw, just in passing today, they found what they believe was the FedEx guy dead in upstate New York. So listen, man. There are some. You could get on there and you could find these horrible things, that, atrocities that happen, or politics, or whatever it is, negative stuff. And I, I don't like to doom scroll, but we all find ourselves doing it an awful lot. Imagine if we—they call it virtue scrolling, where you you seek out things to, that are whatever, a wood carving technique, a uh, gardening tip, a uh, Alan Watts video, uh, something funny. Um, that's that's worth your time. That's going to build you, make you better. The problem is people doom scroll, and then we don't realize this, but we incorporate it. These things are then incorporated into our worldview. So that's how we see the world. We see it from all this negative stuff, and then when we run into somebody later in the day, we're like, hey, did you hear about fucking what Trump did today, you hear about, you know, this, that, or the other thing, negative shit, and all that negativity, it, it'll freaking destroy you and everything in your life, so don't doom scroll, but I'll tell you what, there are some freaking creatures out there, there are some characters out there that good old Jack Burton really needs to run across in a dark alley, and, uh, following this Epstein thing and this Ghislaine Maxwell these pedophile creep rings 
uh, high-profile individuals talking about Prince Andrew and uh, associated with this, you know, dated a teen and abuse and uh, human trafficking. I'll tell you what, I do wish the worst for these fucking people. And if they're going to go after uh, judges and lawyers and people that would bring them to justice, we really do need to think about uh, a revolution and what we're going to stand for in this society, what we're going to let go on. You know, if you, uh, if there's some bullshit going on that is swept under the rug, like the, you know, you got the Me Too movement and all these people, it being revealed that they were up to no good and that they were, uh, for hundred, you know, hundreds of years, hundred years or more, there have been, uh, high profile Hollywood execs doing pay-for-play schemes. I know that that's kind of like everybody knew on some level this was happening, but there's people that are really out there hurting people and taking advantage of people and doing inappropriate things. Then shit on their head. I wish the fucking worst happens to them. You know? But if there's a group of people that are at the highest levels in our society, the notion that there's a conspiracy... Um, to protect these uh, pedophile rings or jerk-offs that are on the take in our society and need to be exposed for whatever shit that they're up to, whether it's financial crimes or war crimes or um, political bullshit where you're fucking people over um, when you're supposed to be helping people, Uh, whoever. Anybody who's doing ill, who's doing real bad shit, real bad shit, intentionally and chronically, fuck them. And I I hope that the worst things happen to them. You know? And I... uh, I'd be happy to get my licks in. You know what I'm saying? Bring some of these fuckheads to justice. But I'm just some... You know... Just some average Joe. Anyway, love and respect to you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I wish you a wonderful week. And uh, I I will talk to you again soon.